Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. You, I think you may, I hope you are in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what is the rest? The rest is I'm going to tell you a story to distract you from whatever is running through your brain. Whatever's got you tossing and turning, thinking and worrying or... Uh, God forbid, teeth clenching or grinding. TMJ related. I don't know if well, I don't know if this stuff's TMJ related, but any of that kind of stuff, I'm going to distract you from that. Uh, so all you need to do, as I said, get in bed, turn on this podcast, and just listen. It's going to distract you, but it's going to go in a roundabout way. I'm going to take my time getting there, and uh, hopefully, it'll help you fall asleep. Uh, to a quick, uh, we're normal, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter, Facebook, uh, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, or you can comment on the website. Now, this is, uh, I have no idea how this is going to go. I'm in Florida here, and, uh, I've never recorded. I'm out, I'm outdoors so I don't know if this is going to be edited and go straight up. Right now it's Tuesday, uh, March something, 20-something. It's about uh, uh, 6 o'clock Florida time. And uh, if, if you're hearing this, there might be a chance it's just an unedited. I just did this, listened to it for a minute, sounded good, so I uploaded it as tonight's episode. Uh, yeah, I'm still in Florida. My mom had an operation. Uh, she's recovering now. Uh, things did not work out perfectly, but we're going to take things one step at a time. But she still has her health uh, and, or, you know, is recovering from her surgery. So, uh, But I'm here in Florida, and I, I was like, man, I, uh, it's been a week since I recorded an episode. I'm out of uh, I have some... More obscure stuff, or maybe if you're, you're not listening to this, I'm just editing it out, or you're listening to it in the bloopers, and I edited a backup episode, an older episode, because I went through those today. We are still at the hospital earlier today. But, I, you know, I have a, actually a quiet hour here, and I'm sitting here. So I thought I'd um, do a little combo, guided meditation, yeah, experiment. It's a total experiment. I'm... Never recorded with this setup before, so I don't know how it's going to sound. But I'm sitting here. You can hear, I don't know if you can hear that dog barking. There's some birds tweeting. Uh, there's birds uh, running through the grass here. So I want you to settle in for a little trip to Florida here with me. There's a dog. Barking probably at a squirrel, hopefully at a squirrel. There's another dog barking. There's a bog sparking. But you settle into your bed because the dogs are just barking saying, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on? It's almost supper time. And right now the feel in the air is uh, it's distinctly non-Florida. 
But if you if you come back with me for a second and step off the plane, out of that uh, environment, that uh, plane-type environment, the plane-type air, as soon as you step off the plane, you, 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 your skin, your, your nose, your atmospheric pressure monitoring system tells you you're in some place distinct. It's Florida. It has a feel. And, uh, you know, I overuse the word palpable, but very palpable. It's, uh, you can sense, I don't know if it's the humidity. Again, I don't know if it's, oh, a bird just landed nearby me and flew off. It was blue, but a, a more ir- an iridescent blue, but a uh, somewhere between a powder blue and a baby, no, not a baby blue, navy blue never seen a bird like it had a rusty breast so it was like almost like uh, the robins we talked about are, are robins red red breasted robins are they rust but this is more of a ru- rust breasted bluish bird matte blue was his color but again if you when you get to Florida you know you're here you feel it in the air Now, right now, the air kind of feels a little cooler. It rained. Something, some system had gone through here. So it feels like more like a different state, a normal state. But we're still in Florida. Don't worry. And you can hear birds. Another thing I noticed after I got off the flight and made my way to get a ride and then reach this part of Florida. I don't know how far it was from the airport, maybe an hour, was the sounds. At night, there's sounds, you know, just like you're used to at a summer night, but slightly different bugs, insects, and other creatures. And someone said, well, that's probably a frog, you know, making like noise and brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Is it an ice cream truck? I don't know. Will I stop the podcast? Why is an ice cream truck out at 6 p.m.? Maybe I don't even know what time it is, really. And there's a... Some, somebody turned on their air conditioning, I think, down from me. Birds don't seem to mind, but we're going along this path now. We're, we're floating, we're moving. We're thinking about the grass and saying, well, that's another thing about Florida. We ain't got grass like this where I'm from. Uh, sword grass, I would call it. Uh, you know, like a two-handed sword blade grass. Uh, Not repulsive, but not inviting. I'd say, oh, well, I know I'm in Florida now. And then you look at the grass, you're you're almost, uh, you're paying a lot of attention to the grass. And that's when you notice the soil, and then I see people say sandy soil. This is beachy soil, you see. For you see white sand, you say, well, I think there's this sandy soil, but it's more beachy to me because that looks like it's beach under there, even though we're inland from the from the uh, Gulf. Though I've seen this sand on the other side of Florida, I think. And I would say it's beachy. You know, take your sandy soil metaphors and shove them because this is beachy soil here. Because we're in Florida, man. Our grass is hardy. Our soil is not. Not on our state flag. Not on our state motto. But, but you know, it's, it's a fact we all know about. You go along the path and you're passing people now. People out walking, walking their little dogs. They're smiling at you, waving. You nod and say, hi, hey. You see people coming towards you on a golf cart. It's red, shiny. And they're grinning. They're, uh, they look happy. You're like, man, I thought they, you know, uh, I always bought into the stereotype all you older adults were miserable people, but you look so uh, at ease. And then we continue on. We see something on the right reflecting the sun. It's a uh, some sort of uh, it's wine bottles stuck in some sort of metal thing. Hmm, you think to yourself. But but as we've paused from our floating. We noticed something on the air. It's a, it's a smell of citrus. You look around the trees for a lemon tree, or I don't know whatever the hell other citrus trees there are. But you don't you, you smell it, but you can't find it. But it's distinct. It's a warm lemon peel smell. Not when you shave the lemon peels, and not when you. Uh, you know, buy a fake lemon smell. This is a citrusy smell. And you, then you're like, remember how, you know, even today you want to say, oh, lime is an un- unripe lemon, even though you know that's not true. You know they taste uh, slightly different. Well, lime's almost like a musky lemon, I'd say. 
and might now might not be the right time to comment on limes versus lemons as we stand here on this path thinking about the grass and the sandy soil and the citrus in the air the for sale sign just up ahead another golf cart goes by man by himself you start to wonder who's this man is he alone what's his life like where's he coming from where's he going to what are those containers on the side of the golf cart they're clearish white they look like they should have margarita mix in there next time you talk to someone at a golf cart we'll try to remember to ask them is that mar you know how come all the golf carts have those? Is that much? Is there that much uh, mixed drink drinking going on around here? Interesting. We start to float along again, moving, bouncing, but not you know not straining anything, not stressing anything. We notice our pores are opening up. The humidity is uh, is there. The feel of Florida is is uh, reaching under our skin, like prying our pores out, like they were flagstones. And we are on one of those adventures, looking for geckos or salamanders, saying, "Hey, I'm going to get under there. I'm going to loosen you from this earth." And you say, why, why, why the hell would the atmosphere try to do that? I don't got any geckos or salamanders under my skin. I, I would hope. I would hope. But you say, well, maybe it's just checking me out. Maybe it's nourishing me. Maybe it's draining my life force. But you got all these older people around you, passing you. None of them look strained. It looks like whatever the atmosphere has done has almost seeped into their bones or their joints. And you're like, well, can I feel it right now? Is that a good idea? Go ahead, get under my flagstones and get down to the whatever, you know area well usually you know one time I dropped one of those flagstones on my toes when I was hunting for salamanders I could have used this atmosphere then to you know soothe it so you think about this Florida atmosphere and you say hey go ahead and soothe me Maybe my bones aren't as weary as these smiling-faced older adults. But there are parts of me that are weary and worn. And yeah, maybe they're physical, mental, emotional. Causing me these sleepless nights. But I know that, you know, all the certainty I search for this is certain, this air, this Florida, it is something I can nearly grasp onto. Your whatever freaking atmospheric pressure, whatever the hell you want to call it, as it seeps under my salamander levels. 
we float further on and up a hill we see something it's a it's a bird it's almost it's one of those crane type birds not a great blue heron everybody's big on great blue herons did you see the great blue heron this where I, you know hey we got a great blue heron you got to go see it this is not a great blue heron that doesn't mean it's not great it's uh, got a red head speckled with black And you say, you know, I wish I had that old guy from Jurassic Park here with me, or Jeff Goldblum, to explain to me, because this thing is definitely, it looks like it could be related to a dinosaur as it moves towards us. It's coming right at us. Does it think we're, oh no, it's indifferent to us. We just happen to be standing here. Its body is trim. Its legs are, uh, you know, spindly, I guess, maybe. But it's that head and those eyes and that sleek little beak. Sleek, beaked bird. A red-headed bird. You know, everybody gets it, uh, condor or whatever. No. Great blue heron, excuse me, condors. Don't knock down my door. But this thing, it's, nice, it's a nice little bird. I think that guy's name was Malcolm, one of the guys in Jurassic Park. Not sure if that was the old guy that started all the trouble, or the chaos scientist, or the scientist he played later on in uh, that movie with the uh, Will Smith and Bill Pullman. Yeah, we're floating on again. Florida, and then you notice... Something else about this path I hadn't been able to put my finger on. Though the sun is out, it's not on us. As the trees, they bend over the path. And these are some kind of tree. You know, like, eh. No offense to you trees, you're just general trees. I see some of you have pines. Some of you, very little palm action, mostly regular smaller leaves but you're bending over the trail is that intentional accidental force you don't know but you appreciate it breathe even something strange happens the atmosphere starts to ripple becomes a something denser you know, it's the evening's falling. That, or maybe you're drifting into evening. You know, and you're already floating, so you're not trying to make too much sense of this whole thing, but you're drifting still along this path. Then there's a fork in a path, and you continue on to the left. You're heading in a circle, and now you're going away from your original circle. Another circular oval, ovular type path. You head along a golf course and you withhold all judgment, positive or negative, about golfing or golf coursing or sneezing sounds drifting on the wind. Just up a rise, you look out over a 
yeah, swampy type area. You don't know, is this, is this what they drain it when they say drainage basin? Is this a drainage basin or a swamp? Not a bog. Usually bogs are smaller, you think. But it could be a bog. But it's, you know, got water in it, grass. In the water, you can see things. You're assuming they're lily pads, but they're too far away to be able to identify and in between is both the placid mirror-like water grass reflecting in it waiting for the touch of a brush of some impressionist type guy oh and then you notice a dragon flies on your knee its giant eyes look at its tail it's lined wings are nearly translucent little tips of solid black and it's off again I think this is what looking at a bog's all about horse swapper drainage basin it's definitely a basin you can't deny that but trees around it and other than the mirror like water is the ripply water and you're too far away to even tell if it's a ripple by the wind can't be a current in there why does some of the water ripple and some doesn't oh boy you think that's too deep to think about right now So now you hear a sound calling you. Other than the sounds all around you, the birds, the people. As night falls, you know there's the insect sounds or the frog sounds or the toads make noise. You think to yourself, do they? You seem to remember lifting up toads as a child. Holding them in the hand and feeling their warm pee running down your hand and me, comforting themselves or, you know, trying to repulse you. But you say, hey, hey Toad, I'm not repulsed by rumors of your uh, work causing or your urine. I'm just interested in holding a toad because it's unique to me. And you say, hey, do you make a noise? Do you know any, do are you native to Florida? Are there toads in Florida? Or do you feel the uh, atmosphere of Florida? The air? Toad doesn't answer you because toads, we all know, don't talk. And we don't even know if they make noises or not. But you float along again, along the second path we're on. You're floating towards some music. You float through some doors. To a small lobby, you float through them again. There's a stage in front of you. People are on the stage. There's people gathered watching. There's singing. There's a woman singing. She's in a dress. 
classy dress. She has a little hat matches her dress. She's singing with gusto, with power. She's singing a song you can't quite grasp it, you can't quite hear it. But you make out a man in the moon is a lady. The man in the moon is a lady. The man in the moon is a lady. And then the curtains part and a giant crescent moon made of wood and paint with a little face on it rolls through the curtains and on there is a woman. Is it wait is it a woman? It's a it's a tall, majestic actor or actress trying to support themselves on the moon. Dressed in a gown, you say, I don't know what diaphanous means, but that could be a diaphanous dress. Shimmering. Her hair is shimmering. Her eyes are shimmering. You say, well, it could be, could be a dude in drag, or it could be a powerful, powerful woman. And you expect something powerful to come out of them. But they're, they're having so much trouble staying on the moon. And then you realize it's comedic. For she's supposed to sing and she squawks instead and, and tumbles off the moon. And then the woman that was singing so beautifully before looks at her with scorn. But you're drifting in and out again. You know, you're looking around the room. People are rapt. They're laughing. They're talking to their neighbors. You can tell they're having fun. You see a couple of people. Oh, those are the people you recognize. I forgot I'm going to have to ask them again about that stuff on the golf cart. And as you uh, float along, look into all their different faces, you say, okay, this is some sort of retirement community. That's clear. It's been clear. It's Florida. I accept that. But you uh, somehow put aside your feelings about aging or older adults or parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and you're just soaking it in. Their faces, their eyes, their lips, their hair, their collars, their buttons, hands, holding other hands. Hands touching their fingernails, checking their watches, slacks, touching socks, touching shoes, touching the floor, lips smacking together, butts moving back and forth on the seats. You're soaking all of this in just like it was the Florida atmosphere too. Just like it was something palpable because it is each face. 
You have to hold yourself back because you feel all the stories there. And you say, well, I'm just, I don't want to put, there's too much richness for me to try to explain away with my imagination. Let me just let this creep under my pores as well. Let this seep into me. All these faces. All these ears. All these different ears. Different eyebrows. Lack of eyebrows even. Different ways to smile. Turn a frown. Furrow your brow. Take your glasses off and then put them back on. Then take them off again and clean them. Take a couple more breaths and then your ears, you notice they hadn't been focused on anything. But it starts to go last and you hear a song. Christmas, a song that reminds you right this very minute. Hanging up the styles I need a little Christmas right this very minute. You need a little Christmas now. And you watch the stage again and there's some frantic movement up there. The woman, you realize it's Mame. And it's the majestic woman from the moon. She dominates the stage, but in a non-aggressive way. Like she was made for the stage. Clearly she's a, a star within a star. Couldn't be a moon, of course, it's a star. And you say, well, maybe I'm overthinking this one, but she's frantically moving. She's trying to deal with some kind of feeling. You say, wow. Every single one of those moves intentional. Because every single move, just like every face, every ear is saying something to me. It's creeping under my skin, under my pores again. It's giving me something. You say, wow, I never knew how sad and desperate this song was. But now, watching her move, watching her touch the shoulder of the little boy the two other women in this scene watching her haul out the holly decorate the tree watching her turn her face up and down you say wow then suddenly her face you you watch and you say yeah it's not a Again, you say, wow, this could be a man or a woman and it doesn't really matter. Because this is Mame, it's a a force. But there's something on her lips. Something about the redness of the lips that carries you somewhere else. Somewhere where you're standing. Now there's no movement. No movement at all. You're looking at lips again. Women's lips. Woman's lips. You're inside, so 
What part are you still outside? The lips on this woman, they don't move. She's standing there in a garden. Looks like she's captured mid-moment, moving. White dress. Her hair is almost as red as her lips. Her hand rests on the back of a chair. I think it's a, it's a hazy image. The chair is another woman pouring tea. Blue teapot. That was a strange shape, you say to yourself. But the woman that's sitting down... Uh, the woman that's sitting down, you can tell she's concentrating on the tea. Her face is uh, almost hidden, hidden from us. You say, hmm. Her skin, you notice the color of the skin of the woman sitting down. It has a almost a purplish tone. If you can quite make it out, maybe it's a blue sallow again you see the sallow skin is a more of a greenish or yellowish color and then you look at the woman standing and her skin it's rosy carries from her lips to her cheeks to her forehead to her hair and you look at the way her other hand goes down to her dress pulling up her dress just a little bit Say, is she? What is she doing? She's stepping or showing. She's looking past us. She's looking above us. I don't know what she's looking at. Gazing, and there's flowers behind her, and a path running through. And they realize that, you know, this is some sort of painting or some sort of image from our past or what. But, see, this isn't a place I wouldn't mind being. I don't think I've ever been here before, though. Then you look to the side of the painting and you see, okay, I can kind of make it out. This is kind of weird. I can't read everything says that the woman that's pouring the tea is the painter's husband. But who's this other woman with the lips? With the delicate touch on the back of the woman's chair. With the glowing skin. And the curly red curls tucked under a hat. Is that a hat? I don't know. It's creeping under our skin, though. Yeah. So this serious woman's pouring some serious tea. This guy's barely painting her at all. You say the white dress, the white flowers. I think I read something on there about purity, but I don't feel anything about purity here. You think about that Game of Thrones and kissed by the fire, kissed by fire. 
touched by fire. Wow, man, that guy. Am I imagining it? Or is he trying to get something off his chest? Trying to work something out? Then you notice something out of the corner of your eye. Something red keeps drawing your attention. That's another painting. You think, oh, this is something impressionistic, I, I think, is where we are. Again, a bit like a dream. You see a red circle inside a bird cage. Very circular. Very red. Then your eyes go to the windows behind the bird cage. It's winter in the city somewhere, New York, Boston. London, I can't be sure. And then they fall to a piece of ceramic on the window shelf. Is that from China or Japan, you wonder? Not knowing your ceramics, you say, well, some sort of tea set. Maybe I shouldn't make assumptions about where it is. And then your gaze falls in front of you. Why you came over here in the first place is this woman. Another woman with you know, reddish hair but different than the other woman. This woman looks a little bit... I don't know what the look on her face is, but it's not like that look before... It's a thoughtful look. She's wearing this stunning kimono. Though it doesn't look right on her, it looks, uh... Well, when you're looking at the woman's face, you don't want to use the term ridiculous. Because it's such a lovely kimono. Fits her just right. Though she doesn't look like you'd imagine relaxed and steeped in luxury. She's sitting at this table, curled up like a a cat. She's around another, was that a, uh, another teapot? What is that she's wrapped around? I don't know. Just because you can't take your eyes off the look on her face... It's the kimono you should be looking at, but that's not what's drawing us in. It's her face. You wonder what's going on with her. You wonder uh, what she's thinking about. But then you don't want to stay too long. and But something else has uh, captured your attention. Off to the side, it's a woman. It's very blue, blue painting. So many shades of blue. She's in a hammock or something strange. Streamlike on top of dreamlike. There's spots of sunlight gleaming through touching her. Why is she so laid back? There's a 
child clamoring at her side and another couple figures in the painting. It's just out of grasp of your vision or your focus. There's patterns and colors of blue. But it's just out of your grasp. But you go back to that other painting anyway. The woman in white's there. Her chin's turned away from the other woman. Why are her lips so red? Why is her skin so much different than the other woman? Does it even matter? Keeps drawing you back. You say, wow, there's more famous paintings here. I should be looking at. I should be spending my time with. But this is the one that's drawing you back yet again. You can't explain it. You can't even put it in context. You can barely even remember all the details of it. But it's there. Under your skin, crawled under your pores. Memory fogs again. Wait a second, this is Florida. This is. Was I in Gainesville, Florida at some point? You remember seeing it, say, was I in a Florida? University of Florida, you say. Oh yeah, I remember a strange, it was these two buildings, psychology and nanotechnology, next door to each other. You thought how strange that was. How open to oddity that could be. Things wandering back and forth. They say, well, I guess that. Uh, well, you know, nanotechnology is tiny little things, right? Technology on a tiny scale. Psychology is not. So it's just as invisible, I guess. You say, well, let's not overthink it again. Let's go back to that bog. Let's think about all the birds chirping. What do they chirp about? See one bird, you watch it jump from branch to branch on a tree. As you watch the bird, you uh, look further up into the sky. It's a blue sky late in the day. Dark blue on the top. The closer the horizon you get, the later it gets. Wait, is it later in the day? Or is it earlier in the day? You wish the birds would explain that to you. But you notice the clouds first closer off on the horizon. You see one of them has a red rosy color to it. Wait a second. Just to its side is another cloud. It's on the same level. 
but its colors are purpley, gray, also a black and bruised color to it. It's confusing. And he's saying, well, I don't know why I'm obsessed with that woman's skin tone and her lips. And the woman pouring the tea, but you think about the two clouds. It's weird that they could be the same. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the painter was looking at clouds, you think. So what is that cloud shaped like a little claw floating on its own? What's it clawing at? A claw of a crab or a uh, crab-like creature as you turn your attention higher in the sky there's some more puffy clouds but it makes me think of uh, when I failed my cloud test I don't know what grade that was fourth, fifth grade I had no difference in differentiating the types of clouds, alto, cumulus, cloudonimbus, cirrus, cirrus. You knew they had names, but you never cared. Was it a fear of it taking it, or was it just laziness? I don't don't care care about clouds and names. This cloud now you're looking at, could give a shit about the earth. It's got the best of both worlds right now. Or it has a little sky above it, touched by the sun. It's puffy. Seems so soft. Its underside faces the earth. It's got a shadow on it. Sitting in some strange pocket of atmosphere. Same atmosphere, we like it under our skin. Notice it has a head and an eye, two eyes and some lips. Is that a, a duck combined with a fish? Two front paws. It's climbing. I think it's talking when it talks, it spits. Whatever kind of creature it is. No. Now it looks more like a puppy tail. Back of a dog. With no front. Its front's just trailing off into the heavens. Wow. The clouds changing shape. Too slowly for me to notice but too quickly. Wow, now it's a, uh, some sort of wacky dinosaur toy. Its head's on a spring. The clouds dissipating just seconds ago. It was puffy and huge and powerful, taking up the entire stage of the sky, almost like Mame dominating but now it's just dissipating away some sense hopefully like whatever has been 
troubling any of us. Dissipating away like our understanding of that painting, of our understanding of entomology, of the atmosphere that for so long dominates, but today at this moment is not here. It's a chill, tiny chill for Florida. But as the the cloud dissipates, you notice you have more view of that sky. Hmm, where did all the birds go? We can still hear them, but they're not in the sky anymore. They're not moving around. But they're close. We can hear them chirp, chirp, chirping away. We can see the mist in the sky and wonder why we don't we know why we failed the cloud test if we had passed the cloud test and used the rigor of you know cloud rote memorization of cloud shapes purposes uh, composition we'd know the difference between an alto nimbus and an alto serious cumulus nimbus Nimbus might be the ones that uh, have thunder. Serious, serious, serious clouds. It's probably other stratus. I know there's some stratus types. All of those could be in the sky. All of those could have names. Voices are carrying in the night. We turn our eyes to the bog. Some birds chasing each other around. There's movement in the water. Is that just a reflection of the sky? The ripples from the wind. There's still, still water there, though. Still, still water. So still. So reflective. You think, well, this wasn't... Exactly what I'd expect to get out of Florida nanotechnology, psychology, impressionists, MAME. For sale signs, I expected. I always expect to, when I won't say no, I say, well, I'm going to see that grass again. That thick, bladed grass. They'd say, you know, I know I don't think this is crabgrass, but when people say crabgrass, they'd say, you know, that'd be a fitting name for you guys. Broadgrass. Crabgrass. But, but, you know, it's uh, I always hear people complain about crabgrass. But, yeah, it's Florida grass and the, the beachy soil. You know, the night's going to come. You wonder if you'll hear the uh, noises of the bugs and the bogs and the frogs and the, well, the dogs, you know, you'll hear that, but, you know, the hum of air conditioners. 
You wonder as you record an episode of a podcast, what's it going to sound like when you're not recording it? Will it be peaceful? How am I going to piece together this trip of Florida as I just went through some of the parts of it for me? Why am I fixated on the painting? Not for the reasons you might think, not for the theme, but it, made, it captured something. I don't, I don't know, just like the clouds capture your attention or the sounds or the sense of citrus on the air. It's troubling sometimes not to, not to understand and and say, well, am I supposed to live in the moment, or am I supposed to understand? Am I supposed to go with the flow? Am I supposed to feel something? Am I supposed to know something? It's okay. There's still birds chirping. Every night in Florida, there's the noises of the bugs and the frogs or toads. We don't still don't have an answer on if the toads make noises. Probably... Or why the bugs make noises. It'll need further study. It'll need further study. So, for now, remember to let it under your skin, let it into your pores, let it seep in. That's that's like a piece of Florida, I guess. It's under you. So now you're a piece of Florida, or you're at peace in Florida, or you're at peace outside of Florida, or maybe I'm here to make peace with Florida. Who knows? Mame, who would have known that that Christmas song was from a musical called Mame? And if we... Leave with any thought. It'll be those faces and those ears and those eyes. Those lives. Still being lived into the future, into the past. As interesting as that is, it's that moment of them watching a moment and letting that get under your, you know, under your skin in a good way, I guess. Or under your eyeballs. Those collars. This shirt, I didn't even know. Where do you get a shirt like that? What even, what material? Wow. Look at that. Where do you get a chain for your eyeglasses that shines like that? Bravo. Bravo. Bravo.